We're back, guys. We're back for another episode of the Let's Talk Facts podcast. I'm Jonas Andrew Phillip, and today we have financial expert and mentor who has been seen on Channel 4, a motivational speaker and a qualified wealth manager. Emmanuel Osuko has come on the podcast to bring his knowledge, what he's learned throughout his life, life story, and a lot about finance, which is going to be quite valuable to all of you. I hope you guys love the podcast. I need an hour of motivation. Jonas Andrew Phillips helps me avoid desperation. Let's talk facts to rebuild a nation to make us strong and hold a bond full of brothers and sisters. Tell the future we can build whatever we wish to. Put your mind on the map, eyes on the prize. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Today I have a very, very, very special guest. It's a privilege and it's a pleasure that I will be having him on this podcast only on our second episode, everybody. And could you introduce yourself and what you do, please? Hi, everyone. My name is Emmanuel Sukwa. I'm a financial advisor and I basically help people that work hard for their money, make their money work hard for them. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Emmanuel. Now, Emmanuel, I'd like to ask you this. What made you firstly want to pursue a career in finance? Good question. I think for me, what made me want to pursue a career in finance was where I where I came from. I grew up in um, Tower Hamlets, if anyone knows Tower Hamlets and Canary Wharf. I've been mm. in East London and um, I lived very close to Canary Wharf, which was a place called Limehouse. And yeah. um, from my bedroom window of my council estate, I could see the big tall buildings of Canary Wharf and I, I mainly saw the HSBC and um, the Barclays building, and that's what made me want to get into finance. And I wanted to get into those buildings and be able to be in those buildings and be able to look back at my estate and say, you know, I made it. That was my inspiration because mm. where I come from, there wasn't too much to too much hope or too many things to look for to look forward to. So that was my inspiration. Nice. And how would you describe the road to getting there from your council estate to then being? in the city working and having an amazing financial business? Yeah, I mean, the the, the road has been very difficult, very hard. Um, I think a lot of people will look at the outputs and see the successes that I've had. Um, and yes, they are sweet, um, but they are sweeter because of the hard work and, and the failure and the times where I've not done what I wanted to or not achieved what I thought I could and had to learn from that and, and that. The road is very, very difficult, and especially coming from a place where you're you're, you're the first person in your family. Like my dad was an accountant, um, and so uh, my mum she worked in, in in cooking in schools, like dinner lady type thing. So I didn't really have anyone to kind of guide me. I didn't have any uncles or aunties that already had experience to to give me a leg up or give me work experience. Everything was hard work. Everything was effort, and um, yeah, we just had to work hard and. It's been hard, but we're here. Mm, exactly. And that's the thing, because in life, all the young people watching, they may feel that, all the young people watching right now, they may feel that failure is a bad thing. But actually, mm. when you fail, failure is actually an attitude. It's not an outcome. Because if you have the, I've been reading the habits of, seven habits of highly effective people, and it talks about the stimulus, which is the situation yeah. that occurs. Have you read it? Yeah, I have read it. Have yeah, read yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. The stimulus. So I'm still on the first habit. Yeah. So the stimulus. And then the, what's it? How did I forget already? The stimulus and 
I forgot what it was, but the statement said something, and it says that we have the responsibility, and it breaks down the word responsibility to control yeah. the way we think about it. So, do you have anything to say about yeah. to the young people more about the whole concept of failure? Yeah, I think for me, I've always had my 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 biggest achievements have come off the back of failure. Okay, and what I would say is that um, failure is only perceived. It's only a moment in time, okay? Some of the people that I look up to the most, when I grew up, I grew up playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And so the um, the uh, Michael Jordans and Kobe Bryant were my, mm-hmm. my heroes. And I remember Michael Jordan, um, I used to go to a basketball camp in the summer, like during the summer holidays. And I remember we watched some video and Michael Jordan was talking about the fact of how many shots he's missed and um, how many times he's taken the final shot to win the game and he, he's missed it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and so forth. But yet today they call him the greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of the time these failures are, are moments in time and we have to look at the bigger picture and, and learn from them mm-hmm. and, learn, and learn from them. And that's why I really, not, I really, really believe in mentorship because mm-hmm. if you can get a mentor, then all the failures that your mentor has been through, you can learn. And so you don't have to make those mistakes. There are some things that we're always going to, some mistakes that we're always going to have to learn and, and, and make and so forth. But there are some that are avoidable. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really believe in mentorship and having a mentor. Nice. Did you have a mentor? So you didn't have any type, did you have any type of mentorship when you first got into the city? Good question. Um, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a mentor such that was, that I called a person that I called a mentor. But um, I, when I was at Barclays, I had a branch manager. Mm-hmm. And my branch manager, um, his name was um, Hakeem. Um, he was a, a Bangladeshi brother, and um, you just didn't have many um, non-white managers at the time. And he was the branch manager. He was what a few years older than me, or it felt like he was quite young, down to earth. And I just looked at him and I just thought, "How are you doing this?" And he just he just gave me so much guidance and so much inspiration. He's one of the reasons I'm, I'm a financial advisor today because mm-hmm. he just helped me learn and develop. And um, I'll tell you a quick story where I used to um, get to. He taught me to get everywhere on not to get if you're on time, you're late. It was mm-hmm. a big thing that he taught me. If you're on time, you're late. So I used to get into the branch and I might get five. By the time you stop at the coffee shop to pick up a, a coffee or, or a croissant or something or breakfast before you get into into work, you end up being like five minutes late or whatever. And I used to be relaxed. And he pulled me to the side and he was like, being on time, you're late. Okay? So forget, stop aiming to be on time. Aim to be early. Do you know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. that. Because early is now on time. And so what I used to do is I used to set my clock half an hour early. And then I used to aim to get places half an hour early. Mm. So I was getting everywhere one hour early. Um, but because of that, and because he could see that, I used to, he we used to I used to, he used to be at the branch when I used to get there early. So he used to talk to me. I used to end up having one to ones with him before the branch was open because me and him are the only ones here at this early time. And he used to give me guidance, tell me what to read, and that really helped with my development. Mm. And I ended up outperforming all my colleagues, even though I was only part-time because I was still at uni, I was only part-time. I was outperforming all of them when it came to targets and so forth. And so because of that, um, when I finished when I finished uni and I came full-time, they said, what what role do you want? And I, and I picked financial advisor. Nice. Yeah, and the thing is also with that, a lot of people may think, oh, I'm not going to get there early. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. But they really mm. want to be successful in their life. But to be yeah, successful, yeah. you have to do what other people aren't willing to do. And Emmanuel, I'm exactly. sure, I'm sure the other the other members of your colleagues 
with with the one saying, I'm not getting enough at that time to go there. I don't want to do that. But you did it. And what happened? You got a leg up. You got your mentorship. You got you outperformed the people that you were with because you were willing to do what other people wouldn't do. And that's what separates the Michael Jordans from the other basketball players, the Kobe's from the other basketball exactly. players, the LeBron's from the exactly. other basketball players. That's you and, and that's facts. And that's one thing that the second you really truly understand that, the second you truly understand that, you know what, you're going to be doing things and at the time that you're doing them, you're not going to see the benefit. Mm-hmm. Like at the time when you're doing it, at the time you're telling everyone, turn up early and so forth you're not going to see the benefit because because it's a process and so what i'm doing is i'm getting this knowledge i'm i'm setting a different characteristic i'm developing and bettering myself but i haven't got the opportunity to use it yet mm-hmm. because i'm still learning but what happens is that once you get an opportunity to use all this stuff that you've learned and developed about yourself by doing things that people weren't prepared to do that's when the output that you're able to put out is different from what they're able to put out mm-hmm. because they weren't putting in what you were putting in exactly and especially because when you and even there may be situations where there's a lot of young people because there aren't a lot of young people that really put in hard work. There'll be some and they'll have to work with the people that don't put in the work and they'll be the only ones putting in all the work and they'll be like, this has happened to me but many times before. And I've been like, oh, yeah. why am I the one putting in the work? Why am I the one that has to do all of this stuff like this? And then I remember, I can't remember, this was last year, somebody told me, Jonas, you realise that the more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it, right? And I was like, what do you mean? The more I put in, the more you're going to get out of it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. We'll see how this goes. Because I, like, I was like, let me see how this goes. And then I realized the change in me, the business mindset and business knowledge that yeah. I acquired that I don't think everybody else still has to this day. But it's ingrained in me because I put in loads of work into it. And even yeah. say there are, there's obviously going to be challenges with everything you do. There were challenges when I was doing that whole, that, that project with other people. And now when it comes, when something similar comes up, I'm like, pfft. I know what to do. I've been through this before. So even putting in the work, you are getting rid of the challenges that you may face in the future when you're actually in the big world that you cannot afford to flop. You can flop it while you're younger. And then it's just, you have someone to guide you or something like that. So that's another thing about working hard. No, definitely. I I I couldn't agree more. Mm. And it's so so vital. And, And like you were saying earlier, people... It's easy to say that you want different. It's easy to say you want to be a millionaire. People always tell me, yo, E-man, you're the money man. How do I become a millionaire? And I'm like, if you met millionaires and you knew what they were doing, you'd understand that you don't want to become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. You think you want to become a millionaire. The dream of becoming a millionaire sounds good, but what the work, you you don't want to put in that work. You don't want to put in that time. You don't want to put in that sacrifice. You don't want to miss these things. You want to be going on holiday regularly. You want to, and I'm not saying that's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that there's a difference between the mindset of someone who is on a journey to become a millionaire and the mindset of someone who wants to enjoy the here and now. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, there's too many people that want to enjoy the here and now still feel that I can enjoy the here and now as as much as I can on on maximum and still be able to pursue my dream of becoming a millionaire. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And I even put it to the point of people who win the lottery. There are people who win the lottery and within a few years, it's all gone. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so the point I'm trying to make is that people think, oh, if I make more money, I'll be, it'll be fine. But no, you need to understand how to manage that money. Mm-hmm. You need to understand how to learn it. You need to understand the discipline. You need to be able to manage one pound and then a hundred pounds and then a thousand pounds. Do you mm-hmm. understand before yeah. you get there? 
Because if you don't learn these key skills, then making more money won't help your situation. You only find a new way to to to, to get rid of it and to spend it in recklessly. And it's the same with your talent. Mm-hmm. There are people. I look at footballers and I see some talented footballers, and they don't make it. And sometimes it's through discipline. Sometimes it's with attitude. These are things that are beyond beyond just being able to kick a ball. And that's the one thing that I feel a lot of the time we don't work on with young people is the skill outside of just the talent. Yes, you're a talented writer, you're a talented poet, you're a talented rapper, whatever it may be. But what are the other skills that you're learning so that you can handle your business, so that you don't sign a stupid contract and get ripped off? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you understand what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it even says, in Rich Dad Poor Dad, it even says, that's not about all the money that you make. It's about the money that you keep and the money you invest. Because exactly. you can be getting, say, you can, someone could be getting 50K a year and you could be getting 10K a year. But by the end of that year, one person's got 100K and one person's got 25K. And it's all switched around. Yeah. Because they know yeah. how to manage their money and they're disciplined with it. It's all, it's all about self-discipline as much as it is about talent or intelligence it's about self-discipline yes. too. Because if you've got no discipline, then as you said, you're going to get ripped off of a stupid contract. You're going to be blowing your money all the time. It's just... And as you said, it's people want... They just want the money. They think that the money is just going to come easy to them. They see all these things on the internet saying, oh, get rich quick. There's no such thing as get rich quick. No such thing. It's years of work and persistence. And you don't know the... As you said, they don't know yeah. all the hustle, the late nights, all the sacrificing parties... And all of that that you need to put in if you want to be rich. But if you discipline yourself and you're like, of look, course. when I'm when when I retire, when I'm 40 years old, I can go to all the parties that I want because I'll be financially free yeah. and I'll be getting passive income. That's the way you need to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't enjoy life. Mm, exactly. It's yeah. important to have balance. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, all we're doing is enjoying life, and we're not doing we're not doing much of the other things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like there needs to be balance, and you need to understand. And for me, like, there are, like I don't know if I I want to be like like it's a multi millionaire rich type of person, but I want to make sure that I'm comfortable. Same. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I, I want to make sure that I'm not worried. Money is the least thing I have to worry about, mm-hmm. and so I'm ready to sacrifice. I'm ready to put in the work now I'm ready to not go to the parties I'm ready to miss miss whatever I need to miss and hope the people around me understand them that's another important thing exactly is yeah. the people around you mm-hmm. again my mandem if they invite me somewhere and I say yo you know what I've got to do this because of xyz no one's like no nah, bruv you're not telling me up. None, none of that that's nonsense we understand exactly. that we're big people and we're on things and there'll be another occasion There'll be another occasion to celebrate and whatever. Like, we're all busy. We're all trying to grind. We're all trying to develop. Mm. We're all trying to look at ways we can work together. Like, not just not just only want to meet when it's time to party or time to celebrate, but we also meet to discuss, like, what's going on in the world? How can we take advantage? What are mm-hmm. the opportunities that mm-hmm. are available to us? What are you? What projects are you working on? How can I help? And vice versa. Is there is there a contract that you're about to get that I can jump on and we can eat together? Mm-hmm. That's the type of friends you want to have around you. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to build. That's how your network's going to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's so important that we surround ourselves also with people that don't just come from where we come from. Yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. And I've got another question for you because quite a few people that watch this podcast are looking to get into entrepreneurship. So what I wanted to ask was, with your financial education company, E-Man, the E-Man Effect, yes. could you tell us how you started yes. that organisation, how you built it up to the point where it's at right now? 
Yeah, man, I, I, I love this question because people will see the email effects and obviously it's been going, what? It was before that was a pre another company, but the email effects probably going like just under a year or whatever. And people look at it and think, "Raw, the blow up is crazy. Like the stuff that you're doing is crazy. I need you to understand that this is 12 years. I've been a financial advisor for over 12 years. Mm -hmm. I've been in the branches learning, learning my trade. And that's a big thing for me is, is, is learning becoming an expert in what you do before you want to start necessarily having a business in it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, especially for me, I'm giving people advice and I'm telling them what they can do with their money. I'm trying to teach them how to, how they can build wealth. I can't do that from a place of just reading a book and then regurgitating what the book told me. I need to know it inside out. I need to experience it. So mm -hmm. I had to go and work in, in Barclays and these type of companies to to learn my trade and really understand how the industry works, how money works, how the systems work. So I can then break it down and share it, share my views with my clients and try and help them do it from a way that's a lot easier and simple. Um, so in regards to the growth, it's just, it's just been about looking at how do I make an impact? And that's a big thing for entrepreneurs is how are you going to make an impact and who, who's your target audience? I think a lot of the time we don't know who we're trying to target. We're just trying to scatter gun all over the place. Mm. It's very difficult to, to build a brand and, and with, with just it being all your audience being all over the place. It's really important to look at who are you trying to target and where do they go? Where do they shop? What are the things they like? How can you reach them at their need at their point of understanding and that's what i've been able to do and it's really flown it's really gone really well and, and it continues to grow mm, amazing and could you as you're very busy as you mentioned you're yeah. very busy especially being an entrepreneur a motivational speaker and all of that amazing other stuff how do you stay energized and consistent on a daily basis great question man for me it's i know what my why is man i've got my why is my family. Like I think that's one thing every entrepreneur needs to really, really understand, really write down and really spend time thinking about your why. Why are you doing this? Who are you doing it for? And, and, and what happens? What is going to happen if you don't reach your why? If you don't achieve what you wanted to achieve, what's most important to you? How are you going to feel? And what's going to happen? What's going to be the results of that? And, to, and if that doesn't scare you, then your why is not big enough. Mm. And for me, the thought of not being able to give my kids the lifestyle I want to give them, but also my kids' kids and, you know, me and my wife having the life that we want to live, me not being able to, to deliver that is enough to make me wake up before everybody else and mm. enough to keep me going when everybody else is sleeping and, and keep me pushing. Mm. 100%, man, 100%. And even with your why, guys, you need to make... If you want to be successful, you have to have a why because, as Emmanuel said... It keeps you pushing through those nights where you don't want to be doing work. Those mornings yeah. where you're a bit you're a bit tired and you don't want to be working on that project you need to get done. The times where stuff just isn't going well, it will just push you through because you know that in life there's going to be hard paths and usually the hard path becomes the best path. But if I know my reason and it's strong, then I can push through it. Who says I can't do it? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Definitely. And do you do you wake up at five a.m. in the morning or wake up early in the morning? Yeah, how do you know that? I just I know successful people wake. They're part of the five a.m. club and that. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. That's yeah, mad. yeah. I do. I, I do wake up. I I, set, I try and set my alarm. Not every day, but at least three or four days in a week, I will wake up at five a.m. Mm. Not because I have a meeting or whatever, but just because 
you know what, I want to get started before everyone else. And I just want to get started on my thing. Because sometimes I find if I wake up later, um, my, I feel like my day goes too quickly. If I mm. wake up at 7, 8 o'clock or whatever it may be, I find like it's already 12 o'clock and I haven't, and I'm chasing myself. But if I wake up 5, I can get into the day. I'm not being rushed. I'm already ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Um, I can take my time and, and really plan what I'm going to do, make sure I've got the things the things in line I've written down what I want to achieve for each day so again it's having a plan mm, exactly. a lot of people don't have a plan mm. like my day doesn't go by my day doesn't just happen I have a diary I have a plan what I'm doing at each time mm-hmm. why am I doing it and before anything goes in my diary I think about what's the benefit what am I doing mm-hmm. why am I doing this is it worth my time do you know yeah, what I mean exactly. and I question everything because I realise the value the value of my time and so I, I can't just let time just tick and oh, I, oh I'm not doing enough at this hour if I'm not doing enough at this hour then it's a break and I'm taking a break on purpose mm-hmm. but if, if if I've taken a break and I've still got another hour then look I need to find something to do in this hour and I need to do you know, I need to be adding value in these times time can't just be ticking do you know what I mean I've yeah, got to have ownership exactly. of my time because you have to value it And if you don't value yourself, then nobody will ever value you. Exactly. And that's why I always tell people, as much as these days, if you waste my money, I will get upset. I will be upset if you waste my money. But if you waste my time, that's a whole different entity, you know. I'm like, I don't play around with that. I don't play around with that. Don't waste my time because I can never get my money and get that back. I'll be able to make it. I'll be able to multiply if I put it in the right stocks or real estate. Time, that's gone forever. I'm just like... Come on, please. I don't have time for that anymore. I know I'm young and that, but yeah. guys, let's yeah. be real. You're not, you're not getting it back, you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. what people don't realise. It's like, yes, there are more, there's more time tomorrow and there are more days, but we don't know how many of those we've got. Exactly. We don't know how long we're here for. So don't waste the time that you know you have, which is right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is also, yeah, as you said, you you don't know when, you're, when time's up. You never know. And you don't want to be sitting on your deathbed or whatever, and just thinking, oh, I wish I didn't waste all those days of my life. I wish I actually oh, did something. And it's not by something. I don't just mean working hard on projects. I mean actually enjoying yourself too. Like, oh, I wish I went to football with my boys that one day. I wish I went with yeah. to the cinema with them. Stuff like that. You, you, yeah. we don't want to have lives of regrets because it's just, ah, oh, it's just. I don't even know how to explain it, but we we should all know why we shouldn't want to live a life of regrets. And one question yeah. before the first break, I got another question. So you were on Channel Four, weren't you? Yes, I was. Yeah, could you explain your experience on Save Well, Spend Better? The show was absolutely amazing. You know what? One thing I would tell people about the show: people was like, "How did you get on the show?" Um, but basically, it was the, the stuff I was doing on, on Instagram. So mm. I remember I was posting on Instagram and I was consistent. And this is the thing. A lot of the time when you're on these, when you're on these platforms, if you want to grow, you've got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. But every day, you're not seeing growth. But by doing it constantly, you will see the growth over the longer term. Mm-hmm. And so I was putting out videos. And, you know, sometimes you put out a video, you think, no, this video is banging. Mm-hmm. This, this video is going to get like a thousand likes. And da-da-da-da. You put the thing out, you've got like 50 likes in a day. Mm-hmm. Thinking, wow. Like you're thinking, wow, you're following. You woke up in the morning, you had 200 followers. By the time you come back the next day, like it's 198. You're thinking, I'm losing followers. I'm posting, I'm creating content every day, and I'm losing followers. What should I do? And then all of a sudden, what happens is, is that you start to feel like, should I bother? Should I carry on? Am I wasting time? 
like then you'll go on and look at other people and that's the problem we're always watching other people's mm, lanes exactly. instead of focusing on our lane and our journey and our time we're looking at other people's lane and you'll see someone else and then they got twenty thousand followers 100k followers and then you start comparing yourself and thinking wow i'm adding all this value and then they're not even making no sense and people love what they're doing do you see what i'm saying and you start to feel like oh am i wasting my time but you see me, I persevered, I carried on posting, carried on putting it out. Even though at the time I felt like a failure, at the time I felt like it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. When it came to Channel 4 now, they looked at all these videos and they said, wow, you've got all these videos showing yourself talking, short, short clips showing yourself conveying a message and being able to speak clearly for people to understand. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we need you to do on television. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And so my point being is, at what what was perceived as failure at the time was actually the thing that got me on tv got me on got me in homes channel 4 8 30 homes across the uk that's millions of people that's watched that mm-hmm. and so sometimes you can't just look at the moment in time we've got to be consistent we've got to understand that even if it's not having the buzz that we think it should be having we are still developing ourselves. We're still getting better at our craft. We're still improving. And that's why we're doing it day in, day out. And we need to do that. stop doing things for likes and for other people's approval. Mm-hmm, but, exactly. And do things, do, do things because we know it's what, it's what best for us and it's part of our journey and it's what we need to do to achieve the goals that we set for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. You might think, oh, oh nobody's nobody's on my thing. Nobody's... Nobody's following my thing. No, I'm getting unfollows. Ah, oh. but it's not a big deal, everybody. It's really not because the people unfollowing you, don't worry about them, because there are people that still want to see your content. And if you stop, then you're going to be letting them down. And then also think back to your why. Oh, a couple people unfollowed me, but I know if I put out even more consistent content, if they unfollow you, actually use that to your advantage and switch it around, switch your mindset, and be like, okay, cool, I got unfollow. I'm going to make sure I make even better content now just so I get more followers. That's what you got to do. And also, also you have to think like, um, I say two things. One, I remember there was someone who had over a million followers and they couldn't sell one T-shirt. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There mm-hmm. might be people that are watching your content, but they don't want, they, they don't have a bought into you enough to buy from you. Okay? Like, Alice, and also we're seeing now that like big advertisers are now using smaller small people with smaller followings because their following is is direct to that audience so for example you see like a lot of these people that maybe go on love island or so forth they've got millions of followers or or hundreds 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 of followers Mm. um hundreds of thousands of followers but at the same time it's scattered so it's difficult to know what those people are into Whereas if you, like me, I've got a following that's based on people that are interested in finance, people that are interested in, in, in building wealth and so forth, they're going to want to advertise. If, if, I've, if they've got a wealth product or a product that, that can be used for that audience, they know that these people are choosing to follow me and this is the type of content that I'm putting out. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a much more better chance in regards to getting conversions and people buying their products. And so... Don't let following be the reason. If you started off your business, when you started off your business, it wasn't for following. When you started off your hustle, it wasn't for following. It was to sell a product and so, or it was for whatever or sell a service. So make sure that, that, that you don't start to lose focus from your from your reason of starting your business or the, or the purpose of that business, chasing followings and fame. Because sometimes you can be very famous and very broke. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, exactly. As you mentioned, the lottery winners, there's a lot of footballers and sports people that have also 
a lot of money, but come on, go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. go bankrupt after they come out. I think it's in the NFL they were saying that within two and a half years, most NFL players will go bankrupt. Oh. You know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. That's why you got to think be... about the money that that's passed through their hands in that time. That's why you got to be financially literate. It's really important. Of course, really important. But we're gonna have our first break. All right, Manuel. So I've got the first segment for you, and this question is. What are your top three favorite personal development books to read? I think it's different for everyone, but for me, I I really the the books that I re, I read and I was interested in obviously were based in finance. So the first book I read like properly was uh, Richest Man in Babylon, mm. and then obviously Rich Dad Poor Dad, mm. um, and then there, there's so many others after that 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 you can read. I mean, obviously Think and Grow Rich, The Millionaire Next Door. Um, and then there's Key Persons of Influence, which is a really good book as well. Who Moved My Cheese. Reading is something I don't play with, so I, mm-hmm. I, I think I've given you that five there, but I think it's good to, to, to know what you're trying to achieve. But for me, these are the type of books that I read that motivate me. And then obviously any book by Warren Buffett. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's like my he's like my guy that I look to um, to get knowledge from is Warren Buffett. So again, you have to find who's the person in your industry or in who... Who are you emulating? Who are you trying to trying to take nuggets from to add to yourself to develop yourself? And for me, I look to Warren Buffett, and so that's why I like 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 the books that he puts up. Mm-hmm. Amazing, thank you. Now the next question. So a lot of people, young people who follow me, and I know I've been asking them what kind of stuff do they want to know because I've got you coming on, and they said that they would like to the shout out Kalim because Kalim is the main person who actually got back to me. He said. He wants to know more about how loans, bank loans work and how credit scores and ratings work. So could you explain it to them, please? Okay, cool. So credit score, very simply, is basically um, a way to show lenders, so people that you want to, or banks or financial institutions, how credit worthy you are, how good you are at handling money and how likely they should, whether it would be a good idea for them to, to borrow you money or lend, give whether you'd be able to pay that money back and so with a credit score all it does is look at what are the accounts that you've got and how are you using them now the big mistake that a lot of people make is they avoid credit completely which if you do that i understand why you would do that because obviously you don't want to get in there Uh, but if you do that then if you've never had credit how will anyone know how you're going to use credit when you do get it Um, so again people that tend to avoid credit tend to have bad credit scores as well or low credit scores as well so with credit what you need to be able to do is show that you can use it and give it back but do it at the right time Um, you don't want to get yourself in debt too early but I would say yeah credit is definitely something that you can use especially as you get older and and so forth and start now looking at things like buying a house because credit allows you to to use a term called what we call leverage which basically means allows you to borrow a larger amount with only putting a small amount in so if you look at a property for example you may be if you have a good credit score you can then get a good interest rate on a mortgage and so you can put in your five or ten percent and then borrow the remaining the remaining um, 90 to 95 percent so you get the full asset so you get the full house but you only had to put five percent in mm. and then you and somebody else might do that, do the exact same thing. So say like it's £200,000. You both borrow borrow the same amount, but because you have a good score, you only borrow, you borrow it at 1.1%. 1. 
Whereas the other person, because they have a bad credit score, they borrowed it at 3%. So you're, you both got the same value house, but your monthly payments will be lower than the other person's monthly payments because they've, they're considered to be more of a risk. And so that's why it's important to make sure that you look after your credit score. Mm-hmm. And what was the other thing you wanted to know about? Loans, bank loans. Bank loan. So mm-hmm. basically, it's similar, just a bank loan is just a loan, which is, as you can imagine, just a loan from the bank where you, you borrow money for a particular reason. What I would say is just because a bank is willing to give you money, I wouldn't say that's a reason for you to take it. You have to really look at, do you need it? What are you going to use it for? I always tell people, when it comes to money, I, I only uh, me, I only use credit or borrow when or anything like that when it comes to either I'm going to make money or save money, okay? So if I know that I'm going to take borrow an amount from the bank or wherever, but I'll be able to invest that in my business, and I know that when I invest that in my business, I'll be able to draw more money out from it, pay the bank back and get more afterwards, then to me, that's a good investment. Um, if I know also that if I pay for something right now that I was going to pay for anyway, I can get it at a discount or cheaper, then I might do that as well. So a good example is um, you can get like interest-free credit cards. So for example, you might pay for a holiday right next year, right now, because obviously imagine the way the way things are now. If you buy a holiday, flights are really cheap right now. So imagine mm-hmm. you could pay for a flight now on a credit card and then it's interest-free. So because you're paying it now, you get it cheaper than if you wait until next year um, and then bought it closer to the time after you save the money yourself, uh, it will cost you more. So again, that, for me, when it comes to credit, I'm, I'm either trying to make money or save money. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Cool. Thank you for that, Emmanuel. Next. So we mentioned earlier in the podcast, you said that by coming to work early, you got one-on-ones and it really helped with your personal development. So why, yes. do, you, why do you feel that personal development is so important? For me, I think especially coming from a, a place of, it's not just important for me, it's important for my generation. And I think sometimes we have to look at bigger than just ourselves. I think a lot of us, our parents are, are coming, we're first generation or maybe second generation. And so because of that, um, we have they're, they're not able to teach us certain things when it comes to workplace and the system because they might not have been able to to reach certain levels and so forth so what we're able to do by developing ourselves is not only develop ourselves but also be able to learn skills that we can then pass down and learn Mm -hmm. character traits like i said i'll make sure that i teach my kids about being on time and make it making sure that you know um how they are personally making sure they understand the importance of building a network and and i can teach this from experience because i understand how it works and how it's helped me and it's so important to develop yourself as a person because i don't want to live an i don't i don't want to live an ordinary life mm-hmm. i don't want to live an average life mm-hmm. so for me it's really important to to do that so yeah that's where we're at amazing and i just wanted to say also with that I feel I don't know what you feel about this, but I think that I th- actually it's not just the, it's not the talent alone that puts you over the yeah. edge. It's the stuff that you do that isn't that you don't need any skills for good manners, yes. integrity. Yes. What else? Yeah. Stuff like that. That's the stuff that actually puts you over the edge, and that's the stuff that people actually yeah, struggle always, with. Yeah. I agree, man. I always tell people like when it comes to me, I'm not. I'm not the most book smart person like I know that I'm as much as I I just I struggle when it comes to like tests and exams 
but I can't let that hold me back. So I will, I will put the time in to, to study and study hard and, and make sure I pass my tests and so forth. But when it comes to, like, like you said, being on time, when it comes to enthusiasm, when it comes to being positive, when it comes to being a good team player, these are things that you don't, you don't need to. It's not about how smart you are. Do you know what I mean? These are, these are natural things that you can learn, develop. When it comes to being a people person, that's one of the reasons why so many managers give me a, have given me a chance. They don't know me. They don't owe me nothing. Have, have literally gone to war for me to get promotions and for me to get certain pay and certain opportunities when I'm not a member of their family and I haven't. They have no reason to, other than the fact that they say, "No, nah, you know what? The way you are, you're special. You deserve this." And so, because you deserve this, I'm going to I'm going to put my neck on the line for you, and I know that you will not let me down. Mm-hmm. That's the type of character that I that I put out into the world. That's the type of energy that I put out into the world, and 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 only good things have come back from it. So mm-hmm. I say I always tell people there's no excuses. You can reach your dreams, you can reach your goals, you can achieve what you want to achieve. But are you ready to put in the work? Are you ready for the sacrifice? Mm-hmm. And are you ready to fail? Exactly. And the sacrifice is a big one because if you don't sacrifice for what you want, then what you want becomes sacrifice. And at the end of the day definitely it's deep it's actually deep the slide thing ain't no joke yeah it ain't no joke serious next so yeah, definitely yeah so a lot of young people struggle to they really want to start their personal development journeys to become better people and really reach the goals and dreams that they aspire to have so where do you advise our listeners should start with their personal development journeys i think the biggest thing is to understand how you learn like how you learn I think for me, it was always having, I always talk, talk about schools and say, you know, a lot of schools, they, they teach one way and it, it only benefits people that understand and learn in that way. And everyone else that doesn't is considered to be dumb or considered to be not very smart or considered to be slow. But that's not the case. And and we use the example of, imagine lining up a, a goldfish, an elephant, a, a, a monkey and all these different animals and then telling them all to climb one tree. Like, it's not fair. Like, it's not, some of them will be able to, some won't, do you know what I mean? And some will be able to do it quicker than others. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but then but then put them all in water and then the goldfish will be doing, do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, yeah. so and, and it's the same with us. So for me, I think it's about learning. How do you, how do you learn? So I like to, I like to, I like to listen. So I, I will listen to podcasts. I learn more from hearing the, the spoken word. And when I hear the spoken word, I like to write it down, which is kind of funny as opposed to just writing, reading and writing. Mm-hmm. I like to listen and then write notes, like bits that hit me, things that I take from that, and then develop on that. Like, why did that hit me? What, what can we do with that? How do we expand on that? Who else is talking about that? What discussions are people having about that? And so forth. So look at what the way you learn. There's so many different ways. When, when, whether it's books, you can listen to audio books now. So, and, and do that whilst you're driving or while you're on, on, on your phone in, in, on the way to work and so forth. So there's so many different ways to do it. But So there's no excuse for you not to be developing yourself. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for you not to be getting information. The information is out there. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think that, obviously, I've got this from Rich Dad Poor Dad as well. And I was actually reading the the notes that I made from it this morning and one thing that stood out, a lot of stuff stood out to me, but the something I remember is that it was it said that opportunities aren't seen with your eyes, they're seen with your mind. So your mind is the thing that creates the opportunities because you may just see you may just see a poster for an organization, 
But then you think in your head, hey, they could work on this with their marketing or their design from it. How about I go on LinkedIn or Instagram and DM someone that works and ask them if they need anything to any voluntary work or something like that. That you may think that's silly, but that could actually be your golden ticket into that organization and starting your career. Yeah. And and you know what that's called? That's called vision. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't have vision. We got sight, but we don't have vision. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so when you walk around with vision, like when you've got purpose, you've got vision and you've got determination, I can see no way that you can fail. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. when I can look beyond my current situation and say where I want to be and then start making steps to where I want to be and not focus on where I am, that's what's gonna get me out of my situation. That's what's gonna get me to where I'll get me to the next level and where where not only I want to be, but where I deserve to be. Because when we start to understand that we deserve to be blessed, we deserve to walk in favor, we deserve to have money, we deserve to, to be, be happy and, and ha- live a lifestyle. We deserve all of that as long as we're putting in the work to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we need to believe in ourselves too. That's the thing as well. We need to believe yes. in ourselves. A lot of people's, yeah. I feel that everybody's true enemy is them, themselves. And I'll tell you why. Yes. Because you're the, you're the person that's, nobody's controlling what you do. You say, you could say, I have to do this. No, you don't have to do it. You were given, they, someone asked you to do something and you chose to do it. So you've chosen yeah. to do it. Even if you, everything is a choice. I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that to be, I'm not saying that to be defiant or whatever. I'm being a hundred percent real. We, everything's a choice in life. You could choose to disobey something. You can legit do that. You don't have to do it, but you choose to do it. And we control our lives. We choose whether we want to have a positive positive viewpoint on something. We choose if we want to have a negative viewpoint on something. And all of those things adding up lead to the point where we're at in life. Everything we've done in our life is a culmination and calculation of all the decisions that we've made in our lives prior. Every breeze, everything is where we are, where we are today. So if you continue to make positive and decisions that make you go closer to your vision and pull you towards it as a man you said vision purpose and what was the last one you mentioned determination determination if all your decisions have at least one of those as a man you said we we can't see you failing you're gonna have little failures but for your ultimate dream you can reach it yeah this one i just want us not don't limit yourself don't mm-hmm. ever limit yourself i'm telling you I was a, I was I was on the cancer estate. I grew up cancer estate. Do you know what I mean? And now I sit at tables with millionaires. I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying that to say I'm a normal brother, come from a normal place, mm-hmm. and now I'm doing extraordinary things. So if I can do it, you can do it. So don't ever limit yourself. Don't ever feel that ah oh, the cards that were dealt. I've just got to do this or do that. You don't like like Jonah said. You've got a choice. Like make the right decisions. Make the right choices for you, and you will see the benefit. Don't ever feel like oh no, this whole wealth thing or money thing or buying property or buying shares or owning this or owning that. That's only for the rich. It's not the case, man. We're creating. We've got tech that is just changing, changing. There are tech millionaires being 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 built every single day coming out of the woodwork every single day mm-hmm. you've got to look at what what's the technology what's your ideas what's your dreams how can you mix the two together and bam now the world is your customer mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where don't limit yourself because you can do it man trust me so if i can do it you can do it and I, you can even do it better than me so mm-hmm. just get up go and get it done believe in yourself and like write stuff down it's important 
I'll write stuff down, I'll write notes, have a vision board. Have a vision board. It's so important. These things are so important. Write down what do you want to achieve this year and then work backwards. Mm-hmm. And say, look, I want to get this by December. So what do I need to do in November? What do I need to do in, in October and so forth? And what are the steps you need to take to make sure that by December you, you have the year you want to have or have? And even with this corona, this is just another, don't think, oh, corona, so that's it, I've given up. I'll, I'll start again next year. Don't waste your time. Mm-hmm, exactly. Create new create new ways to, to get to where you want to get to and, and hit, hit it hard. Mm-hmm. Always telling people, I, always, I do believe like, that reach for the stars or pass them, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like I said, if you don't hit the stars, you land on the clouds. If you have a dream and you've got a goal and you're trying to achieve that, even if, let's say, worst case scenario, you don't achieve it, you'll be so much closer than if you never tried. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important. So keep going, my people, man, and, and, and have people around you Listen to things like what Jonas is out. Have have people, your peers that you can look to. Have mentors that are older than you can help you, and and make sure your circle is right because that's all these things are are reasons why successful people don't achieve their stuff because they don't have the right things in place. You could be a successful person and then not achieve what you're supposed to because things are missing. So make sure your setup is right. You've got the right support systems. You've got the right mentality, and you'll get there, man. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Now, Emmanuel, the last question for you is what are your top three rules for success? Good question. So many different things. I think for me, um, the one thing, the first rule is you've got to see it. You've got to see it. What we said about having vision, you've got to be able to see where you're going. So you've got to see what is is it you're trying to achieve. You've got to be able to see it. The second thing is you've got to have a plan. You gotta have a plan. How are you gonna achieve it? So now I see my I see where I wanna to get to. What's my plan to get there? And then thirdly, you gotta be able to put in the determination, the hard work, the the you gotta self motivate and you gotta find the structures that are in place. Cause it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Whatever if you wanna achieve something bigger than bigger than everyone else, and you wanna get something bigger than everyone else, you're gonna to have to put in more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And that's not easy. Because I've the amount of times I've had friends, you know, go on holidays and so forth, and they don't even like some of my people won't even they won't even holler at you because they know that you're not coming. And you can't even take it personally because you know what they get tired of saying hearing you say, "Oh, I can't make it this time," or so you just get to see the pictures or when they come back, you're like, "Oh, you didn't even tell me," but actually you knew you were never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 understanding that there's a bigger picture now because. I've missed so much, but now I've gained so much at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have to make the decisions of what does success look to you? Because the problem is that sometimes you think this success thing is a money amount. Or once I earn 100K, that's it. Or once I get my first meal, like people have made 10 mil and now they're bankrupt and, and broke. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not an amount of money. Success and, and financial freedom is not an amount of money. It's a lifestyle. Once mm-hmm. you understand what does that lifestyle look for you, it might be, it might be in, earning less like me right now I'm in a position where I'm earning less than I could have been earning working in the bank but I'm living a much better life I'm enjoying I'm getting to take my kids to school I'm getting to spend time with them I'm getting to 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 really do the things I love and help the people that really matter to me and, and make a difference in this society how can you put a price on that so again it's about finding out what, what are you really trying to achieve and what does that look like for you mm-hmm. amazing well, Emmanuel, thank you so much for coming on to the second episode of the Let's Talk Facts podcast. You've been amazing. I think you've killed it personally. You've done amazing. <laughs> and do you have anything no anything else you'd like to say before we end? 
Yeah, man, Jonas, man, keep doing your thing, man. Seriously, like, we need more young people like you out here doing it. I know, obviously, you're like, oh, would you come on the show? And I was like, of course I'll come on. Why not, my bro? I love to see, I love to see this type of thing. I love to give back and inspire. And obviously, what you're doing now, you're going to inspire someone else. And, you know what I mean? As you blow, you'll get some young person that will reach out to you. And I know this is what it's all about, giving back. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you do the same for, for, the, for the next one. And, and that's how we grow as a community and grow as people. So keep doing your thing. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I'm so proud that there are more young black men, black women out here doing all the type of things that you're doing. Um, the road is hard. Don't watch no one else. You're already you're already winning no, no matter how much money you've got, no matter what car you drive, no matter what your house looks like. You're already winning, and um, we're proud of you. So, yeah, man, thank you for the, for, for inviting me. Yeah, thank you for coming on.